0: We're Arts Adventure seven, it's the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show with Oberndorfer Long. I'm R. Brandon Long, along with...
1: Todd Oberdorfer
0: And we are your hosts for the greatest arts and adventure podcast in all the land. And so we will start with the most important question of the day, and that is, where do you look on a Zoom call?
2: Patrick? Directly Patrick? at myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Directly Obendorfer. at yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, for, I, most uh, for most of the Make time. Make sure I look
2: professional.
1: <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, at this point, you're you know where you're supposed to, but you're still looking.
2: Yeah. This so if you have two
1: screens. Now I did just, you know, how many years into this? Four years. Uh, I did just buy a new, like a, like a separate webcam because oh, yeah. I have just been using, so I have the setup at working at home because I work from home a few days a week, right? And so I got that, the big monitors and, you know, the laptop and the iPad and so screen, 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 screen. And so the only camera that I've always had has always been the laptop over here. Right. But all meeting, I'm looking at what I have opened up on these screens, right. right? And so I always have to look down here, and and then I'm also the camera is in a, always in a weird place, and right. so so I got a decent Logitech one, yeah, right. So yeah. I've done a little bit of looking into them, and I so I got you were talking the different levels of equipment. So there's <laughs> there's the base, and then the medium, and I'm sort of the medium to
0: medium high, high level, medium yeah, high level, yeah. okay.
1: And so you'll notice the next time we ever do any sort of zoom podcast that will be like well i missed you this morning see a huge switch yeah i don't even know about that miss- <laughs> it's so funny how my old e- work email address uh when i worked at weaver state i could throw and i always threw ogden related arts uh organizations like the ogden uh like the arts thing we've Advisory been doing for like four committee. years yeah. now but yeah. anyway i would always just have that email address that was connected with that calendar yeah but that is not connected to my new, it's all like arts council calendar. So I have to physically switch things over. And so anyway, I missed one and, uh, there was a reminder email and I was just like, fuck, I never missed. <laughs> I felt horrible. I never missed those meetings. Oh, no,
0: I know. It was unusual. So I thought you died. I mean, cause you know, if you're not there, you're probably dead.
1: You can count on me right, for right. those meetings. I know. Yeah. yeah, Good stuff.
0: Uh, great stuff. Uh, those listening right now it is time for your, the submissions well the deadline is Friday for the Ogden City mm-hmm. Arts Grants and so if you are uh, in in the in Ogden City uh, or your business or or your performance or whatever you want to do is within the Ogden City limits as an artist um consider Ogden City Arts Grants go just search Ogden City Arts Grants now I did tell did suggest uh that um cuz I was looking for it on my phone and uh, it—it's not. Um, I don't. Let me make sure this is pulled up right.
1: Are you—are you talking shit on the Ogden City website? Yeah. Wait, is wait, this where this hold is leading on. to. Yeah. Hold
0: on. Let me. Hold on. Let me just make sure this is...
1: <laughs> I. Yeah, really was. But I want to say it's gotten a tiny bit better, but it, it's still hard to find anything. It is definitely.
0: Yeah. No, we're we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, just want to make sure that was right. So the the grants are not on the landing page on August City Arts. So the hamburger menu that opens up, it's the top one. But if you're on your phone and you're just scrolling down the home the page, you don't see anything about August yeah. City Arts. And so I suggested to Lori with the city to to, to add that because it's it's easier to get the information a lot of us use our phones and so if a laptop it's fine computer it's fine but on your phone it's buried in the hamburger menu and so mm-hmm. you don't you don't know and so
1: you know what that's another but, thing you have to think about because it's i think i probably anytime i ever go to those i'll go to the facebook reminder or the insta remind and like i'll click the link from there it'll take you directly to it and so sometimes i never just go straight to that website and yeah. i wouldn't even know something like that but if somebody's using the website and that's the their only means of finding information and you can't find the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all it takes to like have the courage to apply one year. I know. And as somebody who's on the that subcommittee, yeah, I, I want to see some new people apply. Right. Every single year. Right.
0: And now's the time. So now's the time. That you got one of, day heads heads up. Right, because it's going to come out tomorrow probably, and so you got till Friday
1: at four p.m. At four
0: p.m. So yeah.
2: get on it.
1: Yeah, we'll get on it.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Patrick, did, have you ever had an uh, Augustyn Arts grant? No, I've never had an Ogden City Arts grant, but I will be applying this year. Okay.
1: Have you already done yours?
2: Um, It's in process. So you haven't started yet? I have not started (laughs) yet. (laughs) Yeah! No, I attended the information session, and I have been applying- That's starting! I've been applying for grants elsewhere, so I have kind of a copy and paste of, you know, what Happy Magpie is, and kind of what we're doing in the community, and uh, the thing about the type of grant that I'll be applying for is that it's project based because I'm not a nonprofit. Of course. So um it's just making sure that we have a solid plan for a project that falls within the the time frame to use the grant. Um, well, I
0: think we we can decide that. What's your plan? What's do you have any what's questions? The pitch? Yeah. It's kind of TBD.
2: Questions? Like I want to do a a writing retreat for Ogden writers, so have it based at like either Alaska Inn or somewhere like feel like a proper writing retreat. i it'd like writers.
1: old school writers writing retreat, would just be like a lot of hard drinking, like a lot. Of <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So all of the money is basically <laughs> allocated for vodka, whiskey,
1: and maybe some prostitutes. I mean, if you go back <laughs> far enough, yeah, that's so uh, funny. Old school,
2: very old school. Yeah, no, I think it would just be like a writing retreat or something like that. Um But yeah, that's kind of top of my list. Idea. I yeah. I, I think so. My, I mean, we'll probably get into this later, but like my goal is to make Ogden. We're in, we're in it now. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so my goal is to make Ogden the literary arts capital of Utah and the greater Rocky Mountain West region. Like, who's, I want Who's our people, competition? Who's in uh, the I would right? say like Boulder, Denver, Salt Lake City. Could, oh, but in Utah. Oh, I mean, Salt Lake City okay. is probably the primary competition. Okay. Provo has like a lot of good writers down there, but um, in terms of things happening, Ogden has the most going on right now. I don't think that the rest of the state knows that we have so much going on right now. Um, But we've got a lot. That was some ASMR can opening for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I want people to think about Ogden first when they think about being a writer in Utah and think about Ogden as a place where writers can go to get paid to write and do a sort of retreat where you don't have to be flush with cash in order to go and attend. Um, that you can go have a career here as a writer and, uh, that the city is going to allocate money for you because we see the value in having writers creating work in the city. Um, okay. Yeah. This is on the surface. Fantastic. Let's dive in just a touch in
0: order to live here. Cause I'm, uh, in, in, creative writing uh, major, you know, and I, and I, I'm like, okay, unless I'm publishing books or working for a newspaper or print magazine. I can't get paid. I can't. How am I going to make a living as a writer in Ogden? So what are the, what are, what's the big vision? Like how, because do we need those things in place and able to make that happen?
2: No, I think it's just like paying writers when they're writing, like giving them an opportunity to come and attend something where you're learning about writing or you're submitting to something to write or that you're submitting a piece of your writing to a publication or something like that. Um, like the LQ is a great example. They, pay $100 uh, per scene. Yeah, the LQ Zine here in Ogden um, is a great example of writers getting paid for their work. That's usually not normal. Like most. That
1: salty mag we paid all our contributors. It's a well, nice little project. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> similar idea. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. So Ogden's a place where creatives are actually getting paid to publish their art mm-hmm. and to be doing their art here in Ogden. Um, and that's not the case in most places. When you're submitting to a literary journal or a lit mag, a lot of the times, you're actually paying a submission fee in order to be considered, and that goes to you know the general operations of the journal or the magazine or whatever it is. Um, but here in Ogden, we already have a couple things in place where we're paying we're paying writers for their poems, for their fiction pieces, their nonfiction, or photographers for their pieces of uh, like photography. And so I just want to see more. for <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. I think. Any chance that we can get to to put more money into the pockets of these creatives who are wanting to show up and wanting to to devote their time to writing? Um, I'm interested in that. <laughs> should,
1: I, should I let her on? Tradition continues. Oh I'm sure she God. would hate that. No,
0: okay, I got to end it. That's my wife. It's, so that has been has been years. calling during podcast mm-hmm. podcasting for <laughs> 14 years. <laughs> it's
1: true. Well, love. it's good to know though that uh, the word is out that yes we can read in ogden yes we can read we can in fact read i am proof reputation outside of (laughs) ogden has been let's just say somewhat sketchier than the reality Mm -hmm. and not only can we can we read we can write and we can write really well um what do you let's get to know you just a little bit uh do you write or do you just love to read
2: yes i'm a writer i write mostly poetry i'm based here in ogden i am actively writing every single day Um, And that's kind of really what what led me to opening a bookstore. Uh, After COVID, a lot of the programming around writing um, and getting together with communities of writers kind of just hit pause and nobody really picked it up. So uh, the writing is really what led me to the bookstore. I wanted to have a a place where we could have sort of a writing workshop here in Ogden. And um, what better place than a bookstore? And yeah, so I'm actively writing every day. And probably reading less than I'm writing right now just because I'm surrounded by books but most of the time filing them into the bookshelves or sending out marketing assets or making stupid reels on Instagram uh, for the business but yeah I'm writing uh, this
0: is also this is also good because one I really want to talk about stupid reels on Instagram for the business because that's that's a blast right right marketing essential um but i left the camera on todd because i got a text from shane Osgathorpe, who rarely uses his phone for text messaging um so he might come on the show in so i just wanted to mention that he said you know who are your guests on uh arts and adventure this evening i punched out early to get the dog to the vet for a shot in the hopes of avoiding the massive storm of the century and Might stop by afterwards. over the next several days. Yeah, the forecast snow squalls sc- so bad. Um, I can barely see Nevada from here. Okay, so uh, Shane Oscar Thorpe may, may well,
1: I'll, I'll, love that. I'll have to thank him yeah.
0: for thinking about us, taking
1: my position the other day.
0: Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, with that, I'd
1: say he did it, he did a pretty good job. Well, I mean, I don't want you to hype so much that I listen, You're Like, he, we didn't even miss you, like, he, we he was didn't even notice almost you were gone. Per-
0: almost perfect, you know. So Doesn't it was really close to yeah uh that's interesting patrick that that you have to do the reels i mean this is is this just a part of our life now like what (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately
2: like it is it is part of
0: (laughs) owning a business now
2: (laughs) like instagram reels the version of tiktok that's on instagram you know i also don't have a tiktok right now for the business because like oh my god it's just another one more thing it's one more thing Yeah. yeah Um, yeah, so I've been making reels for the business just to promote like the grand opening. I had mm-hmm. a very stupid one that I posted, and it got a lot of traction and um, yeah, we live in a, an economy of virality, and like those things actually matter and the reach reaches farther when you're participating in the audio trends, the visual trends, mm-hmm. and it's just a part of business. So one day, hopefully, so I have a hard time with that because I I don't. I don't market what we do at
0: Bandy collective in that way. In other words, we put out so much of original content Mm -hmm. that we have the content. And so I'm just putting the content out. And so if I was going to also jump on, um, which I should, I should do. I mean, let's be honest. I should do like behind the scenes and put it to trending audio. You know what I mean? And just video me setting up van sessions or setting up this podcast. but I, but I just I don't because I have so much. I gotta to edit anyway. Yeah, yeah, the actual job, to the do. actual job yeah. to do. Yeah, which is wild. Anyway, I could learn. If you, do you teach lessons on like Wednesdays at the bookshop? <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> we could make that workshop <laughs> happen. Actually,
2: no, it's. I mean, it's something that I'm getting used to too. Like I, I'm used to just being a, a user of Instagram or whatever. But now I'm like, I have a business that also relies on you know word of mouth a lot, and uh, a lot of the traction that we get is mostly from. instagram audience so um yeah it is unfortunately where much of the communication is happening these days Mm. um and i think it's like if you make content it's it's a nice place to just go and promote the content um for me it's like i'm mostly promoting the events that we have going on um and just trying to like let people know that there's a bookstore in ogden again Um, Uh, Did we mention the name, Happy Magpie Book and Quill? Maybe this is a good chance for me to introduce myself. (laughs) No, we do
1: the intros at the end. (laughs) You have to listen to the whole show to find out.
0: It's
1: like a little hook that we Uh,
0: do. It's like a podcast. Happy Magpie Book and Quill, which I love Book and Quill. Quill's, so talk, yeah,
2: full name. Yeah. Where'd you come up with that? So Happy Magpie Book and Quill is the full name, Happy Magpie for short. Um, Book and Quill is kind of just a nod to the key pillars of the business, one being books and two being the actual writing that happens at the bookstore. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't actually want to open up a bookstore when this started. I wanted to open a writing workshop and it just kind of made sense to do them together. Mm-hmm. Like one, they came pretty quickly. They're kind of like twin ideas, but, um, I was most passionate about the writing part of it. And, uh, it just made sense that if we had a physical space for writers Writing together to fill it with books. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's the end point of the, the journey. Sure. Is ideally the words you're writing together in a workshop, some of them find their way to paper and uh, become books. Um, but yeah, so Happy Magpie, uh, it's kind of the antithesis of Seagull Book. <laughs> like like <laughs> well, magpies are notoriously yeah. <laughs> like kind of shithead birds. And um, well, ask Todd about the seagulls and we'll. <laughs> I mean, do we have well, thoughts about the Seagulls? We've got
0: stories. Well, I mean, we've told the story multiple times, but yeah. Not, they're not my favorite. Not a fan the of the Seagulls. seagulls I but.
1: like the magpies probably more. I think that they're, that's really kind of funny. Now that you sort of. Yeah, because magpies are assholes.
0: They
2: are. Yeah. Oh, they also have such a reputation <laughs> <laughs> in Ogden, too. But
1: uh, but I there's something different about magpies. There's a whole level of annoyance.
0: Yeah, like, they got brains. And are they're smart. They're
1: super smart. Yeah. And they're, and they're definitely more organized. For sure. Uh, They're less just trash eaters, too. I think they're just smarter in general.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and they come with a whole slew of really interesting words associated with them. Like a group of magpies is called a mischief. A mischief. So there was this whole like bucket of language that came with these birds that I was like, I just like the whole vibe that we've associated with them. It's a good vibe. And I think that that aligns with kind of how I exist in Ogden is like, like I'm a queer person in Utah, and I've always been on sort of the... Not the inner skirts, definitely the outer skirts of like Utah's mainstream culture. Granted, Ogden is a place where the culture is drastically different from the rest of Utah. I think, um, but it felt like a magpie just fit the vibe of Ogden's readers and writers um, more so than a seagull does. Well, and I don't know if I've ever seen a happy magpie. Yeah, that's no, actually no. a synonym for gay. So it's a gay. It's actually the gay magpie book and quill. <laughs>
0: We just didn't come right out and say the game because I don't. I don't know, man. That's a that's
2: pretty good name, but it's no. I mean, that's just like a little a little joke about it. But it's Happy Magpie. I feel like that sounds pretty good together. And uh, it flows. There's other books or other bookstores in the world that are Magpie Bookstore or whatever. So I wanted to have a modifier just to make sure I wasn't like... What's with the magpies? Are they like turtle? Like, what are we doing? It's just an interesting bird. Yeah, like, okay. it's a corvid. It, it's intelligent. There's like... People say they collect shiny objects. So there's yeah. lore associated okay. with them. Um,
1: I read something just recently that this young girl... You guys probably read the same thing. I can't remember where it was. This young girl fed a magpie every day. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, on off the back deck or something. And the magpie would bring her, and she had it laid down in her room, all of these, like let's treats. just say, more valuable objects. They're mostly metal, you know what I mean? Like coins and jewelry. And like That's amazing. I think it was yeah. a relationship that was built between this little girl and this magpie. It was just an exchange where mm. you do this for me and I do this for you. And I think there's more to magpies than just you know, seeing dozens of them at a time.
2: Oh, right, yeah. It's all all the magpie, crow, raven family is all very I love it. intelligent. They, they know some shit. Good they've, choice. they've seen some shit, too. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: that definitely. That, <laughs> that too. Uh, so you you started things off here at uh, at the uh, Monarch, and then we immediately have you come back yes. to the Monarch right after
2: you came yeah. out. Uh, how long were you over here? I was over here for a year and four months, um, which was a great place to start. It was a great trial. Of, yeah, almost like, like a proof of concept. Yeah, it was absolutely proof of concept. I had a, hypo- a hypothesis about Ogden and my whole pay-what-you-want model, and I was like, I think this will work in Ogden based on uh, the generosity of readers and writers and like the people who want this to exist. And the overhead at the Monarch was low enough that Even if shit totally hit the fan, it could still, like, I could still be fine, Um, and then it just worked better than I expected, and I outgrew it probably within, like, six months is when I probably should have been looking for a new space, Um, but the Monarch was very accommodating to like having my events out in the more common areas. So I was able to grow the events outside of the space in the building. Because the bookstore is not just a bookstore. Uh, there's, there's events. And
0: so, yes, yeah, those unfamiliar with the Monarch, these are little studios in there. Um, there's like an alleyway, hallway, whatever between the studios, um, common area, I guess. And so, um, we have a double wide cause that's how Todd and I roll. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but most of them are not double wides in there. I don't know what size they are. Three
2: hundred square feet, basically,
0: decent size for a cot, I guess. Um, yeah, and a few books. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's easy to outgrow something like that quickly, and especially if you're trying to do events and invite people to your
2: space. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I was definitely doing a lot more event programming than I, I, I think I expected to do from the get go. Um, but that was kind of my early vision of happy magpie was really just like opening it letting people come in letting readers and writers come through and be like what do you really want this to be Mm -hmm. like you haven't had a a bookish space for the community for you know four years since 2019 um so if you guys want more open mics we'll have more open mics if you want a a group of writers getting together to write every week we'll do that if you want a book club we'll do that if you don't want a book club we won't do it you know like what was the feedback like uh overwhelmingly supportive you know like the especially once we started doing writing programming on a weekly basis uh those are my like champions those people come out for my reading events my writing events my moving event that I had like they're down to show up for everything so uh Ogden has been overwhelmingly enthusiastic and generous about having a bookstore or like a writing workshop in their in their community um, I think so many people were just so thirsty for something like this, because we are all used to stuff happening in the city, like as writers, but um, and readers. But it's just been on pause. So what I'm doing is like, most of it is not new to this community. Uh, it's just kind of picking up all the awesome work that others had done in the past, but was just really hit on pause because of COVID. Mm.
1: I appreciate you saying that. I think that that's, that's because we, we knew Marcy in her place, mm-hmm. right? And and you bring her up in conversation. I know you had a relationship with, with her and her store and, and what you're saying is, is spot on. Like it, it was, it's, it feels like sort of a continuation. And before, before her, it was somebody else. And, yeah.
2: It was the bookshelf before. Yeah, her and, Exactly. Uh, it'll be somebody else after me, you know, like I think that uh, I'm just one in a long line of, booksellers in Ogden and uh just well here's I just want you to be like
0: the last you know like you just <laughs> like you're 105 or 130 these you know
2: you're just out there hawking books still <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> like <laughs> have my robot take care of me and stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah oh my god yeah. that'd be fantastic like
1: happy happy
0: magpie book and quills celebrating their 99th anniversary or something.
2: Yeah, wow. Imagining that, I guess I really haven't, I don't really think past six months. Like tomorrow? Yeah, Yeah. I guess now my new lease has like 12 months. So I I only think about 12 months ahead. Yeah. Which, where are you now? Um, I am at, uh, on 27th in Washington. 27th? (laughs) 27th in Washington, uh, basically right next to, uh, Salt and Hops, it's 443 27th Street here in Ogden, uh, right next to a wonderful craft beer store. So it's a one-stop shop for all your major food groups, beer and books. Um, and yeah, it's a great time. What are you open? Uh, we're open every day except Monday. Mostly it's noon to 7. salon hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, except for right now we're not open because I just stepped out. So um, yeah, every day except Mondays. And yeah.
0: It's like, it's like the coolest, like neighborhood books. Like he works there and then he, when he's got to go do a podcast, he has to put like a clothes
1: sign. A little sign of the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Jump I like. the Vanyan show. Be back. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I thought about writing Come that actually.
1: say hi if you need me. You know where Vanyan's at. So.
2: Yeah. It would have been super cool to have a sign that said, sorry, can't right now. I'm podcasting. Damn straight. I was yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm podcasting because the proper way just put out those shirts and it said something like, sorry, can't gig now or something. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's go back a little bit further. So I'm trying to think the first time your name came up that you know I you became came into my sphere and uh, we're uh, I'd say Brandon and I are ra- rather involved in, in the Ogden community and and everybody knows you, Patrick. So where do they know you from <laughs> pre? He's so books, famous, but pre books. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where were you born? Uh, give it, you know, give us that little kind of synopsis leading up to.
2: Yeah, so I grew up in Syracuse, Utah, and I went to we Better writing. What was that? Hot better writing. All Syracuse? the authors come out of Syracuse. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hot better writing. You got to dig. You got sure. to find <laughs> yeah. them.
0: You
1: will find them.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the trauma. That's what helps. Oh, God. Yeah. oh The God. religious trauma really Not good. Okay. kicks off and open uh, a career in writing.
1: A lot of songwriters <laughs> <in> there <term laughs> yeah, too. Yeah.
2: Teardrops on my guitar, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went to Weber State and after a while realized that I was a writer and couldn't really shake it. And so went to the creative writing program at Weber State, um, got involved with Metaphor, the literary journal up there, which is a fantastic opportunity for any undergraduate students are interested in being involved in sort of an editorial board or like getting hands-on experience with figuring out, you know, what goes into a, an actual literary journal, um, and like picking the right poems and fiction pieces. And, uh, it was the first time I'd really been invited to be a part of the literary arts shaping something and like the community of it. So uh, I got pretty involved in that, ended up, uh, yeah, I just started writing a lot too. Like while I was in school, uh, I was posting some poems on Instagram, and people were responding really well to them. And I love outside Tapping validation. Happy stuff, sad stuff. Uh, mostly like lovey, dumb, queer stuff. Like uh, very like cheesy poems, but you have to write the horrible poems <laughs> to get to the good poems. So I was. I like
1: my first. I love cheese.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. pretty schmoozy when, in my early poetry and stuff, but I don't regret it. It's, it's essential. I and mean, I, I write
0: very serious poetry now, but I started with, and you may know, I'm famous for my poo poetry. Oh, so I geez. don't know if you... Yeah. all poems written while on the we, shitter. Yeah, We've yeah. Got, a- everybody knows that off. about you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've only read them in public a few times because they're so pop. I just, I'm done. You know, I'm yeah. tired of... Too much cheese. demand. Too much demand. Yeah. Yeah, and so... The anyway. goal is
1: to somehow... Get you out into the public in front of a microphone and revisit that public at should. some
2: point. I probably Yeah, my they open are- mics. You'll have to read it or else. I mean, they're hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Steaming. But they're, laughs> Give steaming. your fans
1: what they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God! <laughs> uh, it is the greatest bathroom book known to man. It is our Brandon Long's poo poetry. So, oh, is it
2: again. a book? Is it printed?
0: Is it- uh, no, not never been a book. It's always been in my notes, like on mm. my on my phones and okay. stuff. I've got a collection of at least four poems. And so, okay, no. that sounds, that's how it starts. Wonderful yeah. start. Wonderful start. Really scratching
1: the surface. We just need to get some illustrations. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> I didn't think about it. Maybe give me another dozen, and then we'll think about getting that published. Okay, fair enough. Banyan Collective is now
0: a publishing house, and so we can do that. We're going um, in that direction. Yeah, we'll go in that direction. Perfect. Sure.
1: So what's the future for for Happy Magpie? Like, It seems like a one-stop shop for writers uh, as far as workshops go, as far as unloading books you've read, picking up new books, talking about what I should be reading right now, uh, taking workshops there. I mean – you publish down the line. What's yeah, the?
2: I mean, you covered a lot of it. So uh, it's a one-stop shop for readers and writers. We're here to, you know, be a place where local readers can meet local writers, where local writers can launch their books, where like if you have a writing project that you want to work on, you can find people who can work on it with you. Um, but the next step, like the next immediate steps, is just adding more programming, being there every day. Um, except Mondays, and just getting folks, getting the word out to folks. What happens on Mondays? (laughs) That's my day off. All right, fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, uh, the future, I mean, I've definitely thought about having like a publishing press and like doing local publishing. I think that would be amazing. Um, I think there's so much wrong with the current publishing landscape, and that was kind of the uh, the mindset that drove me to do this very uh unexpected approach to a bookstore like i have a happy magpie with our pay what you want model um there's a lot of broken parts i think in the in the current publishing industry so i would be interested in getting in there and doing like some disruptive work in in the publishing landscape but i don't know we'll see uh for right now i need to like just Be doing the shit that I'm currently doing and doing it better. Yeah. Um, And you just moved. And I just moved to a new shop. So, yeah, just settling in, alphabetizing everything, sorting, and, uh, you know, making more opportunities for Ogden's readers and writers to get out and connect with each other. We just had our grand opening on Friday and it was like slammed nonstop. Uh, You can just tell that people in Ogden are really wanting more more things like this what's a so. standout
1: moment from your opening
2: oh a standout moment from my An interaction opening. or
1: something you saw something you that i mean that just touched you i mean that's oh a, man your opening is gonna happen once in that spot
2: yeah oh that's such a good question um oh my god let's Let's see. Okay, let I mean, me let me help you. Let me give you a minute because
3: okay. I wasn't thinking, but thank you can you. think
0: about this. But I will say because you said everything was alphabetized, and I saw the funniest joke the other day. That it's this famous comedian who's famous for one-liners. He's no longer with us. Uh, he had like the long hair, not Rodney Dangerfield, not not that kind of comedian. The other guy who's really like heady, and he and he said. Um, there was like a record store.
1: Stephen Wright always had good. Wasn't one-liners. Stephen Wright?
0: Yeah, it was like some head, headroom or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, it, the record store said that um, they had all the hardest to find albums. And so he went in there and nothing was alphabetized.
1: Ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is. We have super rare books. Yeah, that's what it is. We have really rare books because it's impossible to find them.
1: The hardest to find books. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. There's just no sense of system of organization. No, but yeah, nothing's oh, organized. God, that's just, really good, funny. Good luck. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that. That was very funny.
0: Well, I was, uh, so I stopped by uh, Happy Magpie because I hadn't been in yet. So, or stopped by on the way to the studio today. And I did notice, uh, I didn't mention anything, Patrick, but you have a lot of Star Trek books.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the process of taking them off the shelf, actually. <laughs> okay, so, story behind that there is a gentleman that's come to the art stroll the past like five times here at at the monarch that happens once a month who knows that i have these are these star trek books and i told him that i had them but they were like at the very back of my storage like the very back of the back in like three boxes and i was like they're not out yet man but at my new location i'll get them out just for you yeah and i got him out and he hasn't been there yet but like they take up literally Eight shelves yeah I mean we're talking hundreds I,
0: I anyone no listening to this out, out in the Star world
2: if you're listening and you need <laughs> the largest Star Trek Star Trek collection in Utah <laughs> I have it and that you can have it for as much as you want it, it's oh. a lot of Star Trek and I can't imagine how there's that much Star Trek
1: so the that's word funny. is out that you specialize in Star Trek uh literature that's
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah super rare Star Trek oh. book.
1: niche niche very niche
2: I have you read it. them no, no, I they need, paperbacks uh most of them are paperbacks, um and then some there's like even the religions of Star Trek like we're getting into like the the meta levels of the Star Trek verse and uh yeah. Cause i
0: could I can totally imagine Star Wars because it's such a catalog and, and and such a and Star Trek's pretty big, you know I don't yeah, if they're not. I wouldn't put them as high as high as Star Wars, some probably would, but I wouldn't. So it just did surprise me that there was there were that many Star Trek. Well,
1: my favorite thing to do. Now granted my sister and I uh, read sci-fi fantasy. She still still does. Her, her she could probably start her own. I think she kept most of her books that she used to buy. I think she, at some point she switched over to the to the digital realm. But uh but I used to love old fantasy from like the sixties, seventies like the book cover art, like the Mm -hmm. cover art of especially sci-fi fantasy is the coolest and the trippiest. And, and I would probably enjoy looking through some of those old Star Trek ones just because sometimes the art itself is better than anything that's going to be written in there. Um, uh, particularly with some of those sci-fi books, but, uh, I'm going to have to come and just kind of look through the art. I used to do that back in the days, back in the old videotape days. Uh, All the VHS artwork was, like, my favorite thing to do. I love cover art. It's, like, one of my favorite things. Is that what, you know,
0: if if you just got paid to make cover art, would you do that for a living?
1: I don't know. I would love to, like, collect it. And I know people have to some degree because I have two or three just books dedicated to, like, old VHS artwork, right? But I would love to kind of collect some of these things before they're just gone. I saw
0: somebody posted this uh, to real you know Mm -hmm. um where god it was funny too he did uh i don't remember the movie but it was a movie like the poster for the movie right Right. and he said ai make me this poster this movie and it had like like the the characters who are in the um, news right now, so like Epstein and Trump and all these people, right? Uh-huh. And he would just say, put these in there. But it was like a war, like a war movie or something. And it would just, and he's like, no, I don't like this. Take this away. And it just kept switching. And the AI, you know, so he posted what AI would produce, and he would post like the prompt, and they'll switch it to this, switch it to this. Now put ladies in the background. Now make the font do this. And it was, you know, like this with the AI, and it was. It was so kitschy and funny that by the end it did, looked like all of the old posters that used to be popular for the movie. But then, but then
1: you start to follow up Siri, make sure all of the humans have five fingers on each hand. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. It's getting better too, though. So yeah, you got to count the teeth. Got to count the teeth. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> are you worried? And like how? Like because you're young enough now, and, and you're in the industry. Um, but the, the AI in writing. What are your thoughts? Is that a question to me? Yeah, no, definitely. It's <laughs> okay. def- to Todd. Todd,
2: take it Todd, away. You're young like, <laughs> No, this um, yeah. I have no
1: thoughts on AI yeah. quite yet. So
2: yeah, I mean, I was just working for a startup before I like went full time at the bookstore, and I was using AI every day mm. um, for writing. I would use it for you know writing a description of an app for like the app store. Mm. Anything that was like a format that I'd never written into before, um, or maybe like a press release or something. Um, I would use it as like a first draft. You should just think about it as the most productive intern that exists in the universe Mm. and uh, treat it that way. I don't personally put any of my creative writing into it. Um, That's just like a personal line that I've drawn. Like, I don't want my poetry to be generated from anything but like my heart and soul. (laughs) If you want to schmooze for a second. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but how personal can can AI poetry get? I mean, it's, I think a lot of people are experimenting with it right now, trying to figure that out. Um, like you can train it on your voice. Like you can train any company can, can and should be training their AI to talk in an on-brand way. So that when they generate press releases, marketing content, whatever, it's already aligned with your tone. Um, so people could do that too, really. But I think there's essential humanness of, 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 like poetry and creative writing that should remain just human. Um, So I'm not worried about like how AI will intersect with the parts of my writing that uh, I wanna protect uh, because I don't think AI is ever gonna write a poem the way that I would personally. Um,
1: that's exactly what an AI robot
2: would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brought to you. This is brought to you by ChatGPT. Look, look, <laughs> a moment more sponsor. The last
1: three minutes, <laughs> yeah. exclusively AI. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and in conclusion, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's uh, there's there's now AI a- apps to let you know that this photo was AI generated or not. And so I'm assuming there's AI apps that let you know if this text was AI generated or not.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be foolproof you know like you can always copy and paste it and change it and stuff um yeah i'm not sure i think we'll see a lot of uh how it's really going to shake out in the next few years publishers and authors who are published are really unhappy about uh how ai was trained on published books Mm -hmm. uh and published authors without actual attribution to them and without you know paying for their words right so uh it's definitely not something that from what i've seen publishers are not interested in anything that has been written with ai so um i'm interested in staying in that realm like staying in the the realm of creative writing that focuses on the human parts um but for professional work like for marketing for Social media for any of your descriptions for events, you should be using AI because it makes things so much easier. Super.
1: Maybe some real estate blurbs. <laughs> That's what Brandon did for a long yeah, time. I, there <laughs> you go. I took
0: all my writing skills and just powered them into real estate blurbs. It
1: was Not just any.
0: Not just any. They were very good. Thank you. Real estate. <laughs> People yeah. did appreciate. Yes.
1: Yeah. But these days, I can do about 10 in the same amount of time that you can.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Do, do, do. Oh my God. Uh, so, Patrick, you got have a thing tonight, speaking of. So, first, I want to congratulate you on being a small business owner. How does that
2: feel? Thanks. It feels good. Um, a little terrifying, but also good. It's We live in a great city for small business owners. Mm-hmm. So, feels good. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a good job. Make sure you get those grant applications in. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank particularly
1: for the project that you were talking about. Yeah. So, I think it's a good way to try yes. those little things. So. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, sorry, we'll, we'll we'll cut a little early, because uh, I know you have a thing to get back to, but Todd, did, did you have any arts information? Todd?
1: Okay, so a little update for the Finch Lane Gallery, which is it on 54 Finch Lane in Salt Lake City. Um,
0: last, last show, he f- couldn't remember the name of the gallery, so now he's got the name which, and the address, which is very... You're almost yeah. a year and a half at this yep. place, I just got the name
1: <laughs> down at... Anyway, I've, I had a very successful exhibition. Uh, it was called uh, Oaxaca in Utah. Is the name of a group down there, and then it was about their eight regions. And anyway, very successful, nicely attended, really good partnership, really, really good people, culture, food, you name it. It was, it was really fun. And so th- this last Friday was the closing reception. That's why I was gone on that fan Sessions, which was very sad. And so the next
0: show... Todd decides to book, like, Phenomenal van sessions. It was the night that I was kind of of looking forward to it,
1: yeah. Brutal. Um, And so uh, this coming uh, Friday is the opening, sort of the soft, I guess, opening. But then a week from Friday, what day is that? Is that the 16th, 19th of January, Mm. a week from Friday, is the opening reception for my next show, which is called 35 by 35. There's an online uh, magazine called Artists of Utah. It's called 15 Bites. Any artist... Uh, it's mostly visual art, but any any artist in Utah should should check out Artists of Utah if you don't already. And so, anyway, they every three or four years they do a group show. It's thirty five artists under thirty five years old. I would not be welcome in the show, but I can help <laughs> put up the show. And so that uh, uh,
0: fifty over fifty, yeah, exactly. And
1: so that that opens a week from Friday. That runs for six weeks. Uh, so do follow that. Make sure and come check that out.
0: Awesome uh, snow report. It's gonna snow, apparently. Illuminating uh, Yeah. Uh, this is what people are saying. This is so, what's interesting is I worked in an event at Nordic Valley this weekend, and Nordic Valley was bragging that this last weekend snow, that they got more snow than both powder and snow basin because of the way the pattern is. And and, and it could happen because um, the Ogden Valley area um, splits storms uh, for different reasons. And so uh, there's a nonprofit locally here that I'm part of, sec- Secretary Um, take notes, you know, uh, Ogden avalanche. And so, uh, we just did an update today and that's actually, I think the YouTube is out now for this week, but pay attention to the snow conditions, especially with the storm coming up because they are going high to considerable or considerable to high to extreme potentially with this storm. And so if you're snowshoeing trail running, even walking the dog below snow paths, driving, uh, you know, what's the mountain pass and stuff. You should know what's above you, and that is snow that could maybe potentially um, come down on you. And so Ogden uh, Avalanche is a great resource. We have, starting Thursday, we have five different speakers uh, that come. It's every week at B Street. So the B Street Speaker Series at Roosters starts, it's every Thursday from like 6 or 7 till 8, and it's and it's a different subject each week. We're going to record those, so we'll have those. But uh, anyway, if you're... If you're in the backcountry, near the backcountry, you're a snowshoer, hiker, whatever, um, Ogden Avalanche is for you. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Nordic Valley sitting at a 39-inch base. Uh, I had – everybody pulled up here. Powder Mountain sees it only at 45. So it's not not too much lower than Powder Mountain. And then Snow Basin sitting at a 63-inch base. So zero snow in the last 24 hours, but we are expecting – up to five feet in the next five days, which is insane. Uh, in some outdoorsy news, uh, combined with the arts, Todd, we have, <clears throat> you know, Sundance Film Festival is coming up. I was
1: just going to mention that because yeah. I was going to tell you that I officially requested that week off, so I will be. I thought you were. I thought we were going together. We were reporting from the Sundance Film Festival, so, which we did that years ago, and that yeah. was so fun. But yeah. uh, now the actual planning of what will happen that week. Is is always last minute. It's yeah. always last minute. Even where I stay, it's usually last minute. And so, but I did ask off. It's official. So I I will be gone. That
0: Look at this. I just got an emergency ser- severe snow weather. squall warning. Yeah, until six fifteen. That is wild. <laughs>
2: Everybody wow. get the same no joke in there? No, I didn't get anything. You didn't get anything? T-Mobile's going to just let me <laughs> <T-M-> <laughs> What do you guys have?
1: T-Mobile, AT, you're AT on your own. T-T. You're on your Oh, own. my
2: God.
1: <laughs> T-Mobile's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I'm screwed. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> it's on my watch. It's on my phone. It's showing oh up my on the computer.
2: It's so funny. T-Mobile's like, you're on your own. I'll get a oh. notification tomorrow morning when I'm like <laughs> stuck at home. No, you're stuck in your It's like there's a 20% around. chance that it's already snowing. <laughs> oh,
1: that's
0: funny. Uh, so, but I wanted to let you know, Todd, because, I mean, I, I've been to Sundance a couple times, and uh, Park City, it's so funny because the the actors that, that go, it used to be back in the day, and I'm going to say back in the day, like 15, 20 years ago, it was the North Face. Everybody had a the North Face jacket on uh, because that means not only are you an actor but you're also a mountaineer. I mean, you just throw it on and you do both immediately. Then they kind of pivoted a little bit towards like Arc'teryx and a little bit of Patagonia up there. But there is a new sponsor for coat. It's an official outerwear jacket sponsor for the 2024 Sundance Film Festival. Any guesses, Todd? Uh
1: it's been a oh, it's been the same one for years. Um What? Really? Yeah, and it's oh. uh Local, Michael. local brands. No, no, no is it well, Cotopaxi? Wait, can it's I guess? Codepa- oh damn it. Were guess. you gonna say Cotopaxi? Um, yeah. Oh my
0: god! Okay, okay. it is Cotopaxi. So Cotopaxi. Uh, is- so it
1: means that people, because there's so many volunteers, and and that's the, like one of the only perks that they have. Really, yeah, they is they, they, get they get a they free get jacket. jacket, right? And the jackets are whatever it is they cost it, right? They get to yeah. deal on this, but it means that after the festival, or even maybe even before next year, jump online, talk to any of these volunteers and snag yourself one at a very good price
2: there we go
1: um they always show up cotopaxi nice that's a great partnership cotopaxi so that says they will have an immersive brick
0: and mortar or they do have an immersive brick and mortar location on main street directly across from the egyptian
1: now did you sell cotopaxi you did didn't you yeah we did well what was your experience with cotopaxi because i like them i like
0: no, I like them. Um, no, no
1: secrets that you can tell that assholes to work with or anything? Or So, so
0: no, no, they're actually great. The only... No, they're... I actually like... I love
1: their colors. They started that trend, mm-hmm, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. They take, like, the leftovers. And, I know. Yeah, that's what they And did. now
1: I think yeah. it's more probably calculated or more strategic. Mm, maybe. Because it's very popular. I mean, right. that's one of the but draws. But
0: the idea there was that it was um, people order all these colors, and then so... There's all these fabric, these colors in this fabric that they wanted. That's left over, and they would take all those and they would make a pack. And I thought sure. the packs were cooler than the, the apparel, actually. So uh, the outerwear sponsor. It's interesting because like I would like a Rab jacket if I'm going to stay warm, you know. But um, Cord Paxi makes really nice bags and backpacks and stuff. Like re- like I love their bags and backpacks. They have they had was it a pack of something? It was really cool uh, travel pack. Uh, backpack, so, so luggage sort of piece. That was awesome. But uh, I, I no, I, I like Cotabaxi. Any
2: thoughts? Yeah. My buddy is on their product design team and he really loves it. He says it's a good, good company to work for. They I think their slogan is like, do the most good or something like that. It seems like social good is like a core pillar of their company. And that I think is what we need more of mm-hmm. uh, post 2020. They have a good story. Yeah. it's a It's a solid brand. And I think they've done really well in the last few years, they've kind of become the, I would say like one of the leading uh, apparel or outdoor apparel brands in Utah, which is cool to see.
1: They corner the market on fanny pack, I'll tell you that much.
2: Killer fanny packs. Yeah. Nope. Oh, you guys, I finally got my emergency snow squall warning.
1: <laughs> it's too <laughs> late. It has already come through. I'm already
2: down bad. Yeah, no. So there you have it, folks. T Mobile, 12 minutes late. Uh, oh.
1: Lag time. That's really. Yeah. That's
2: so
0: we are sponsored by T Mobile. Uh, uh, so
1: that's
0: a little awkward. But that's, uh, oh, that's uh, thank you for, thank you to Banning One. That's this trailer here for powering today's episode of the Ogden Arts and Adventure show listen and subscribe to Ogden Arts and Adventure on YouTube look for us on Facebook Instagram Apple Podcasts, Spotify and the banding collective.com if you want to be on the show you can you can slip into my DMs okay uh DM us on Instagram at Ogden Adventure and I will let you know if you are worthy uh, thanks so much Patrick for being on the show good luck to Happy Magpie Thank Book you. and Quill I am super happy
2: that um, it exists. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to have it in Ogden. So thanks for same. I'm glad it's not in Syracuse. Receiving uh Happy Magpie so well, Ogden. Yeah. It's
1: just around the corner. Just, just around, around the, the corner. corner. Yep. We'll
0: leave you with this amazing song from Mel Soul as recorded on Van Sessions Locals Rock at the Ah, Monarch. she's so good. And, yeah. Thanks, Todd, for booking Mel Soul. Uh or is this the original? I think maybe this wasn't locals rock. This is just regular van sessions, I think. Uh, anyway, Locals Rock is next Friday. Anyway, I am now by Mouse Soul, and we'll see you on the next Ogden Arts and Adventure Show.
3: I am neither brick or stone, carve the statue on my own. I am not broken glass, someone to guard or protect. I am not defined by a label, one look, one means to enable. Your precious need to make me weak, cast out another witch. And I am not before. The one guard your sheep to say You can't survive much too long The world has heard your same damn song I am not the one to leave those From music that your melody excludes us all From living fiercely as fire human beings Your foundation is set to fall I am not before just live here i am seeing.